0: Hey everybody, this is Dave Hodges, host of The Common Sense Show. Thanks for staying with us through the break here on Global Star, Megaphone, YouTube, and The Common Sense Show, radio show, as well as Red State Talk Radio. You know all the places we go. We really appreciate you guys following us. Well, we haven't had Bob Kudla on for a while he's from trade genius and he he really kind of doubles in as our uh, financial expert kind of pieces things together and tells us how to make sense of this crazy financial world we're living in well I got a hold of Bob and he agreed to come on and so we are really blessed to have him and we're going to unpack a lot of things and I'll tell you if you're an investor you're gonna want to get your pencil and your paper handy because I know for a fact from our pre on-air discussion that he is going to give you some great tips on how you can make money Bob thanks for joining us really glad you could be with us
1: oh Dave thanks for having me
0: okay well in this entry point of topsy-turvy economy where's our starting point on this where would you say the genesis of everything stems from this and this is what you need to know before we explain all that we're going to talk about
1: yeah so I think it starts with the central banks and then it runs runs through Trump then through China into Europe and then back to the U.S. through the socialists, and then and then uh, and 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 then we gotta throw in a little India-Pakistan war action here uh, to, to set the stage. So, you know, the central banks have not solved the problem of 2008. In fact, they created a monster of a debt bomb on our hands, and that they could not unwind it. You know, S- Secretary Powell tried to uh, raise interest rates and reduce the balance sheet. And for his trouble, he almost had a market crash on his hands mm-hmm. and, and he panicked. And at the same time, President Trump, wh- who is and was elected primarily because the people weren't getting listened to by the power elites, he said, Look, I'm going after these globalists, these, these people who are basically hollowing out our country. And then he went ahead and started the tariff and the trade war with primarily with China. And what happened with china is then china started to freak out because china is slowing down massively and china has gone on a debt creation boom that they're producing more debt dave in one month than they produce in years in the past and and that's causing some really really weird things happening which means deflation is going to be exported out of china around the world at the same time europe because Europe sells to China, they slowed down. Germany is going into a recession. Italy, and we talked about this before, Italy's about ready to fall off a cliff. And then in the US, car sales are down. Credit card, not only credit card defaults are up, credit card transactions are down, Dave. You know, home sales are down, home construction is down. So we have this massive slowing of the economy, all because the central banks did not clear out the debt. In 2008. So what are they doing? They're they're going back to their old ways, and now they're they're going to print 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 again. And what we've seen is, as a result of that, is that um, you got the gold miners, the silver miners, oil, uh, copper, all the things that have you know value as a commodity has started going up in price. And and now what's going to happen is that. It's not gonna be so obvious to people that they're gonna get crushed. It's gonna be they're gonna they're going to kill them with inflation like they did in the 70s. And so that's kind of the round robin that's going on and it's just causing issues everywhere. And then obviously what's coming from that is the rise of the socialists. And I think that's the other reason why the Federal Reserve turned on a dime. You know, it's one thing for the progressives to, to run the central bank. The last thing they wanna do there's a lot of socialists to run it. Sure.
0: Well, yeah, it seems to be that internal battle between who's going to control it at the end point. There's no question. I want to ask you about a phrase you brought up, though, and I'm not sure I'm familiar with the phrase. It's called exporting deflation. What does that look like?
1: <coughs> oh, excuse me, I have a little bit of cold. Well, exporting deflation means that China has overcapacity. That means they produce in their factories far more than they could possibly they could possibly consume internally. In fact, they produce far more than the world could could possibly use. So what they do is they tr- they value social cohesion over profit. So they'll just produce and produce and produce to keep the people employed, and that just kills every other industry around the world because they can't compete on the price, so the prices start to fall. Mm -hmm. Now, we can throw up tariffs like we've been doing, but what happens is that other countries may not, and then our exporters then can't compete, or Germany's exporters can't compete, and then it has the same effect. It, 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 It basically causes economic recessions in those countries and also prices start to fall. And one of the things about central banks that they hate the most out of everything is they hate deflation, okay? Because they they're all about creating this two percent tax on the American people. So that's what it means, Dave.
0: When you say that two percent tax, are you talking about like usury taxes for the right to use the Federal Reserve note?
1: Exactly. They they call this two percent thing like it's a good thing, but you know I don't know. For them, you know, it's like a, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great for them. It just gives us a two percent cushion. You know, that's that's what the, the loan shark takes out every day for doing no work. Plus they get their six percent preferred dividend. So eight percent's not a bad living uh for doing nothing but creating paper out of thin air.
0: So in in five years for the pleasure of using their uh ill gotten notes that are backed by nothing but occasional petrodollars, then we get to lose ten percent of our money in five years.
1: Exactly. People don't realize that it's the rule of the rule of seventies. So Two percent inflation, you know, you cut your your purchasing power in half every thirty five years. And I think over the, the hundred years that the Federal Reserve's been in existence, we're down ninety one percent of purchasing power. And people just don't see it. They just slowly lose their standard of living. And that really became to the fore after nineteen seventy one when Nixon took us off the gold standard and we just freed the currency from any any kind of uh, bounds and uh and that's when wages could not keep up with spending and that's what created all this debt that people are in because they can't afford their homes now, they can't afford their cars, they can't afford their credit card payments, can't afford rent, they can't afford healthcare. All those things are a result of, of money not being sound anymore and, and it's gonna continue. And that's why I've been pounding the table and telling people that, look, if you wanna keep up with this, in fact, if you wanna get ahead of it, there's certain places in the market where you need to be and we need to go so that you don't, you're not a victim, you can profit from this.
0: Before we go there, I wanna give you credit, Bob, here on the show. It was over a year ago, well over a year ago, probably a year and a half, you came on the Common Sense Show and you said, watch out for the car bubble. And you talked about these ridiculous seven-year loans and all the things that were wrong with them and how this was gonna impact the economy. And guess what we're seeing now in the mainstream
1: media? The car bubble it's just amazing to me I mean that you know what people pay for, for monthly look I have a I have an 18 year old daughter and uh, and you know her and she's buying a car and we're making her we're trying something new and novel we're making her save save for the car before she buys it oh, and, she, and, she, and she's, been, she's been she's been she's been you know fighting it a little bit but now she understands because she has a boyfriend who's paying a car payment And she sees what an albatross it is around his neck and and now she will have a car without the payment and it it would be 30 or 40 percent of her her paycheck you know and and you know add on the student loans and everything else and people been bamboozled and and now it's infecting home prices and what they say 75% of people don't have enough money to pay a repair bill in their home so you know know. we're, we're really at a at an edge well, we uh,
0: we here in the Hodges household, we, we take your advice. I listen to what you say very carefully because you're always right. We, we, we don't buy a car unless we pay cash. We have absolutely zero credit card debt at the end of a month. I mean, we use it as a matter of convenience, but it is always paid. And uh, we've paid off. Our, well, we're lucky we're in a position now where we've paid off our, our major debts. And uh, we're, we're debt-free, as Dave Ramsey likes to say. And it's not that we're rich. It's just that we don't do stupid stuff. You know, we don't spend $20,000 to go to Hawaii and go into debt for it. And uh, th- this is what people don't realize. I mean, the notion of delayed gratification is lost on this young generation. And my son's going off to college this next fall, and I'm wondering how many of the values he's grown up. And he's seen us. We've talked to him about our financial strategies. it be interesting to see what he carries with him.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm kind of hopeful for actually for the kids our age. You know, they, they work hard and and I think uh, hopefully they can show the millennials how to do it right. You know, and uh, but you know they because they, they're seeing that. Look, college isn't end all be all, and they're they're seeing that. Uh, you know, getting into debt means you don't have money to spend on other things. And and um, you know, so you know, but you know, I, we digress a little bit, but it but that's what's happening now and. And we're reaching a point where they can't, there's no more easy answers. And so they're, they're, the, the Fed and the politicians are going to take the easy way out again for themselves. Sure. And they're going to try to hide everything in, in inflation again. And this time I want people to be prepared because every time what's going to happen happens, there's opportunities for people to make between 200 and 800%. And I'm not talking any gimmicks, I'm talking straight equity purchases of brand name companies and and it's happened before it happened as as early as, as as early as 2011 it was the last time we had a movement like this and um and this way you stay ahead of the game and then you can make your make your money pay some stuff off and then wait for the next opportunity to come after that
0: Well, it sounds like uh, prudent stuff, and I want to go through and and talk about what the charts here, but I got a few more questions about the global economy. Um, I know that the Trump people are meeting with China right now. I mean, when Trump came into office, it was an $800 billion trade deficit in favor of China. He goes, hey, don't get used to this, China, because this is changing. And it did. And the Chinese had a conniption, and they started threatening to close the South China Sea and do all the other nonsense they were doing. And now the two sides are meeting. Do you have any idea how those meetings are going and what's going to come out of this?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I get asked that question a lot, and I want to just let your listeners know is that China is not in a strong position. No matter what you hear from the media, you, China, you know, it's the old saying, if you owe the bank $100, the bank owns you. If you owe the bank a billion dollars, you own the bank. Well, China has such a, a unbalanced trade with us that it is impossible for us to lose the trade negotiations or the trade tariffs and the trade war and in addition what china imports from us are things they absolutely have to have either a to survive for their people like food stuff oil and natural gas or b it's it's high technology that they can't produce themselves but they need in their manufacturing process so I always tell people, China sells us stuff that we want, but China buys from us what they need. Right. And, and and that puts you in a strong negotiating position. And I think, I think China is struggling with, with us not backing off of this, but China's running out of time. And so I wouldn't be surprised if this thing never turns into anything other than some sort of fig leaf, but we have other protections put in place because there's no way Trump's going to allow the Chinese to have what they had before under Obama and Bush and Clinton and etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: yeah until he leaves office
1: yeah but hopefully by then he'll set some permanence in motion here that, that it'll, it'll take a generation to unwind
0: it might and I'll tell you why I say that uh, I just happened to come across a couple of articles from different perspectives and the Vegas bookmakers are running the 2020 election odds. These guys don't care who wins; they care about making money on posturing the bets the right way. And what they are finding, Trump's going to win in a the landslide. There is no one the Republic, the Democrats have that can beat him.
1: So you well, I mean, if 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 Yeah, I, I think I th- I, th- I think Trump will be in in for the next term as well. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, and, and this is when permanence will occur. This is when he can really solidify what's going on. He'll have another Supreme Court appointment by then, and and uh, hopefully people will wake up to the tyranny of the Democratic Party. And in the next midterm election, it goes to the general election. We'll get control of the co- of the Congress back in the House. I I, I think that there's really in, we're in for a sea change here. That's going to solidify conservative approach to finances. But you know, I want to speak to this to you generally for a second because you got your hand on so many things around the world. You have to in your business. But do you know how I kind of feel? Like, I want my leaders to represent my financial interests, but I'm looking at how Saudi Arabia is getting nukes to take care of Iran, and Iran is behind the bricks. Without Iran, there's not the BRICS gold sales that undermine central banking. And you get all these political games of the two or three of this countries match up with two or three of these countries and plot against these countries. And then pretty soon we're invading Venezuela and we've dominated Colombia and we're threatening regime change in Latin America. That was Pompeo yesterday was saying that. I mean, I, I almost feel like we're just pawns. How do we keep from being... Pushed and pulled and tugged and pulled to where we don't know how to invest we don't know where to put our money what would you say to the expression of my extreme confusion
1: yeah well I mean whenever you're in doubt you you invest as close to home as you possibly can okay and you invest you invest in things that you know have enduring value i.e. You know, you invest in the United States if you're a U.S. citizen, in Canada if you're a Canadian citizen, Australia if you're an Australian citizen, and then you buy things that you can physically hold, touch, and able to resell, i.e. commodities or a sure. product that would gain value over time, but not like a social media stock that's just ephemeral. You know, that can be, that you know, the regu- can be regulatorily taken out of business tomorrow. And so that's what I that's what I tell people and and you know I think with this uh, this regime changing I mean we could do a whole other show on that but that's what I tell people look if you're scared or nervous or not sure you, you invest close to home you invest in things you can you can actually pick up and touch and feel and we're going to go back to that I always call this the great reset we're going to go from fake to real we're going to go from soft money to hard money you know, we're going to go from we're going to go from, uh, you know, s- style back to substance. And, and 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 we're already seeing that already start to take place, Dave. Well, when
0: you say style to substance, you're talking about gold. Am I correct?
1: I'm talking about gold. You know, you're talking about, you know, the the banks always talk about it being a barbarous relic. But the banks have been the biggest buyers of gold in the last 10 years. Chase Bank is the largest owner of silver in the world, 54 million ounces. Look, they're not buying this stuff because it's not valuable. They're buying this stuff because they're preparing for something. And I think at the end of the day, and you and I talked about this many times, Dave, in the past, is that I think a um, a debt jubilee is coming. I think you agree with that. I do. And they're going to need to have some sort of hard assets to to, to match against that. And I think what's happening now is is going to be the final uh, fireworks in terms of destroying the, uh, destroying the currencies before they lock back in on, on some sort of uh, uh, fixed against an asset such as gold. So you should own something that the central banks are buying, okay? I always tell people, people say, oh, central banks are stupid. No, they're not stupid. They're nefarious, but they're not stupid. And so you do it. You know, I always do what Jamie Dimon does. Okay, the guy's brilliant. I don't agree with his morality or the work he chose to be in or some of the misdirection he tries to impose on the American people. But I watch what he does. And if he feels he's going to generate take cash and and, and to generate uh, assets such as silver onto his balance sheet, then then take notice of that. And you should follow it. And he's been doing it for years. He's been suppressing silver on one hand as he's been buying the hard asset on the other hand. And well, at he, some point, he's going to stop. You're so go right,
0: ahead. because he did the same darn thing with Bitcoin.
1: Yep. Oh,
0: Bitcoin's terrible. It's evil. It's from Satan. Get away from it. You'll go broke. And what yep. did they do? They went into Bitcoin
1: yeah yeah I know no, I know that's why I say you never watch what they say watch what they do
0: exactly and that's a, you are so on the money with this well you, you sent me some charts and I'm looking at it and I'm saying man there's money to be made here and and I you have taught me the meaning of one saying no matter what the economic environment there's always an opportunity and this is what I see in these charts can we go through and kind of review maybe since the the, the, viewer, uh, the listeners can't view the charts but I'm kind of hoping we can just look at the topics and kind of generally describe trends, and then people can sit back and say, okay, now that I see a trend in these different areas, what's the best way for me to place my investments? Can we go through that?
1: Yes, yeah, so let's, <clears throat> let's go back all the way to the past uh, and go to August. And um, at the end of August, something happened. Silver and gold um, and uh, oil, they all stopped going down, Dave. Okay, so so that was that was very interesting to me. Bitcoin went a little bit further and and went came down for another two months, but it stopped going down. Sure. And since then, all these things have been riding up. So that wave I was telling you about that 200 to 800 percent opportunity. Well, the first push of profit has has been generated already. And those are the charts that I'm showing you. Where I'm showing you, where we've been in some of these miners that are up now 12%, 20%, 38%. We just went into a miner this morning, and within an hour, we're already up 4% on it. And, and these are just these are listed stocks. These aren't penny stocks or you know, on the Canadian exchange kind of stuff. This is big board stuff, because money is starting to move into those those assets, and we're still early enough where they they the institutional people are are only dabbling in it they haven't pushed in full that's the next wave coming and the other thing that we're seeing is the you always watch what the big boys are doing the big boys don't have enough gold or enough reserves or enough silver and enough reserves to be able to uh to um, meet their ongoing uh needs in terms of growing their share prices So they're starting to buy out what they call the junior miners. These are smaller companies that have proven reserves, and it's always easy to buy than to make if you can get away with it. And I did mergers and acquisitions for years, and that was always our philosophy. We always look saying, should we develop this ourselves, or does somebody have something good enough or better that we just simply buy it if we can get it at the right price? Well, that's starting to happen, Dave. And when that becomes constant in the marketplace, you're gonna see stocks of these gold and silver miners going up four five ten percent a week for weeks because everybody's gonna look for the next company the next target the next the next uh, junior miner to get taken out and and then that's that starts the wave and then we get a consolidation and then we get the bubble and you know when you just ride it up and that's what happened in 2011 you know in 2011 you know we we made, we made nearly 600% on that ride higher, with literally within 18 months. And that's what's setting up again, and it's probably gonna set up on steroids, Dave, because the debt bomb is worse, and every central bank in the, in the world is synchronized on this. Nobody wants to be the first one to pull back. They saw what happened to Jerome Powell, and nobody wants to have that same thing happen to them where the president of their country chastises a central banker for trying to put their country into a depression. And so it's just opportunity for us, and that'll far out exceed the cost of inflation, so you'll be able to get ahead on the deal if you get into those right, right names and right stocks.
0: Is it kind of a matter of first in, first out?
1: Yeah, you know what it is early bird gets the worm. You yeah, know? that's what I'm asking. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't. What they say? You don't want to be. You, you want to be leading edge, not bleeding edge. You know, I came from the software industry, so you don't want to be too early because you might be. You might have to sit for too long. But we're past that now. Now it's time to get in, and so um, you know the the chop is over, and we got we said we hit our first wave. So absolutely to do it. And those charts I sent you, I just showed you 200% annualized returns already. We're already seeing Dave, and and that, that was our last 100 trades. Okay, it's only going to get better from there. And I showed you one of our customers sent me a note saying, Bob, here, here's my first month with you, and all those stocks on there you see are, are miners. Okay, and look how much money he made. I saw that. You know, and those are the same ones we post on, we post on our site, and just to show you that it's possible and none of this is special stuff you know we're not day trading these things we're not, we're not doing any you know like penny stocks these are all normal stocks and it, because you, when you get an asset at the right time things just rocket just like we saw last year when marijuana stocks took off right you know when you get a, when you get a, a wave you ride the wave
0: wow that's it's, when I'm looking here these numbers are incredible does this uh, gentleman Mr. M is he okay with having his identity out there
1: well, he just he he kind of half hit it. He wrote it for me in such a way that it could be shown.
0: Okay, okay, that answers my question, because I'm thinking about putting this data up on my website. Because he, here's my position, and and Bob, I know you that I have a fiduciary duty to my to my listeners, and I only advertise for products and i only encourage them to go do things where i think that they're going to benefit from it a lot of it's from a survival mentality but also too you got to be able to have enough money to invest in your future and i'm looking at this here and this is really really good this is impressive And this is the best that's out there right now. Because I know I have people cross my desk every single day wanting me to sell stuff for them. And I turn down 90% of the advertising that I get. And what I do on this is I I look for things that I think can have a pretty good chance of helping my people do well. And this is it. This this is, I'm I'm looking at this here and I'm thinking, uh, I want a piece of this action myself. Um, How did you discover this? I mean, what was your sense of awareness that said this is where it's at
1: well I mean it's number one it's it's, it's kind of innate in me that's my background is strategic planning yeah. and I always like to look at what's coming next I was just this kind of my ilk and uh, number two is I love trading I've been trading since 1991 and so I just combined the two together and and what we did was it's a lot of it's just math simple math is that you don't have to know everything, you just have to n- know that the market knows everything. And and what we do is we see the buying activity coming into certain stocks, and we're able to quantify that. And that gives us our buy signals. And then we just enter the trade, you set a stop in case that trade happens to be wrong. If you notice on my sheet, we don't get 100% of them right, we're about two thirds. Sure. And that's enough to generate those kind of returns because when you're wrong, you just get out of the trade. And if you're right, you kind of ride it. And I don't so think you, need to, do.
0: you don't need to excuse those numbers, Bob. Uh, you're talking to an old college basketball coach. If my team's making 66% of their shots, we're probably going to win that game. You're not going to make every shot. But when you're making that kind of percentage completion on your deals,
1: you're way ahead of the game yeah i know it's right i think the average in the industry is closer to 40 percent. exactly but just because it's it's just it's just mathematical for us and so when when uh the the signal hits you buy when the target hits you sell and if you're wrong you're wrong you get out you know it's it's not it it sounds easy and it is easy it's just that people get in their own way and we built an algorithm to keep us from getting in our own way and we just continuously produce these winners for for our subscribers to uh To make money. And to answer your question about where to go next is that we could see that on a macro level too. You know, because there are like ETFs, exchange traded funds out there. So I follow those every day and I look for what they call the relative strength of an industry starting to build. And then I look at those stocks and say, Okay, we're gonna start entering in that area. And it's as simple as that.
0: Wow. I just I just marvel. It um, how you're able to find this stuff. Uh, but it's your area. that's yeah. why that's why I'm on this side of the microphone and you're on the other because you know how to do this and I'm looking at this, and I'm just shaking my head and go, this is just incredible. I mean, here's the biggest problem I have in dealing with people that I talk to. I get a lot of people from my audience that write me and they say, Dave, you talk to economists and you talk to politicians and, uh, and what do you think the next great opportunity is? And I tell them, first of all, I am not the guy to ask i'm the guy to interview the guy to ask but i tell them here's what you don't want to do and they have a hard time with this you you want to push your boss for a two dollar increase in your wage or you want a ten thousand dollar bonus and i said that's all nice you should push for that but i said that's not where your money is going to come from that's not what's going to keep you ahead of the inflation deflation game you need to be in investments where you're outpacing all this nonsense and leaving this stuff in the rearview mirror. Do you agree with that advice?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to be in control of your own destiny. So, um, you know, the, the best way to make money is with money. Yes. And so, you know, you have to, you have to get a stash to make a stash and, and, uh, and then once you do that, then you can compound it. And, you know, look, you do all of the above, you know, you trade, you work, you follow your passion and you you do all right you know and uh and you know you don't have to you know like you said we talked off off here on this you, you know you don't have to live in the taj mahal to be to feel rich you know you just you, you size your life right and uh and you you know you enjoy things and you don't stress and uh and you know it comes together wow i
0: just my mind gets boggled with all this well let's let's uh, take another turn here let me ask you this question before we get into where people should positively invest and we work off these charts again tell people what they should not be doing of all things people should avoid doing what kinds of things
1: well at this point is don't put yourself in a position where where you run out of cash okay because credit and liquidity are going to dry up especially when you're going to need it the most. So make sure you have have cash and if you don't have cash, get yourself access to cash. For a lot of reasons. One, conspiratorially, and number two is that you just may need it because something may happen to your your job or 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 an event comes up and you may not have be access to your credit because a bank may go down. A lot of people don't realize a lot of the high yield stuff out there is is being subsidized or being being monetized by Deutsche Bank. Mm-hmm. A lot of these credit card companies uh, lean on on uh, on um, lines of credit from Deutsche Bank. And so if Deutsche Bank gets into trouble, you know that stuff starts to daisy chain. And all of a sudden, a credit card company that, you know, you may have had a ten thousand dollar credit limit on, you show up the next day and it, they they eliminate it. That's the number one thing to do. And number two is make sure you have a backup plan for work you know find something that you like and you can do that you can share with people and uh, that way you can shift gears when you need to and then you know if you have a portfolio you need to start asking really hard questions of your investment advisor because a lot of these guys are passive right now and what that means is that they're not managing your funds they're letting an algo which is an algorithm and a a robot to, to, uh, to basically size your portfolio for you And they're remorseless creatures so they're only looking at the next transaction coming down their their uh, their their uh, program and they may not see the train that's coming around the bend but you can see it and and those are the kind of things that people are gonna be unprepared for when when you when China does that devaluation we talked about and starts deflating with their goods out in the marketplace we could be down 20% again like we were in 2015 in a week or two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so those are the kind of things that I always tell people when they ask me. And, um, and other than that, then there's nothing else. Those are the things you can control, you know?
0: Yeah, I this I, I agree with what you're saying. And uh, th- these are words that I try to live by. And what you're saying is consistent with other experts I know that have success. And uh, But let's go to what they should be doing and i think what we see here in these charts is there are real messages here about where people should be putting their money and what they should be doing and also too i think you give you give some assistance to people too who join your group so let's let's go there and let's talk about the opportunities that are there
1: yeah so let's let's talk about what we do and we don't do just so your your audience knows is that we don't manage your money. We don't touch your money. Good. So what we do is we're uh, we're uh, we're primarily education and information. So what we do is we we if you if you want to we can teach you how to trade. We can show you how to set up your charts. We can show you how the algorithms work. We can show how you can build them yourself. You know, in terms of not to the extent ours are, but enough that you can actually manage them on your own. Number one and number two. Is that we actually provide the trade signals for you if you just want to rely on on some of the things that our system's producing that you saw in the chart there. And then we also have trading rooms, chat rooms, and we can do personal coaching. So those are the things that we do, do, but we're not investment advisors or money managers. Excuse me, I'm gonna cough. <coughs> I've been okay. fighting this cold for a week. Oh,
0: you and, and me, uh, uh, I've had mine for two, two and a half.
1: Okay. and so, so so that's what we do and we've been doing it a long time dave this is my eighth year of having a trading service and uh and our performance is 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 pretty consistent and uh and so because what we do is we just keep moving for the next thing the next thing the next thing because as you said earlier there's always a bull market somewhere so when this minor metals commodities wave ends We'll be looking for what where the money is moving to next, and we just we just keep following the wave. We call ourselves seagulls. We let the we you know we let the the big fish in the ocean bring up the bait fish. We take our trades and move on.
0: Okay, that's uh,
1: yeah. You, you
0: got to take care of that Excuse cough, me. my friend. But anyway, I know. Um, I, I'm looking at this situation and where I'm saying you're kind of a guide. Because you said you give some personal coaching. Talk about that end of it. I mean, because I've had people tell me, Dave, this stuff looks really good to me because we've talked about what you do at Trade Genius before a lot. And people say, but I don't know if I can navigate it. And I said, well, they give personal coaching. So tell people what that looks like.
1: Yeah, it's one-on-one coaching. And we show people the five or six things that they need to look for in a chart and in a stock and then how to buy it, how to manage it, and how to sell it. And we keep it very, very straightforward to people. You don't have to manage a million things to find the right opportunities.
0: And you show them the databases they should be looking for and the key signs and so forth.
1: Yeah. what? How to filter for stocks. Well, how to find the best names. And then how to then find the best stocks within those names every day.
0: Okay. that well. All i got to say is there's your opportunity. Okay, well, how do people consummate a relationship with you? You're saying, hey, the economy is in kind of a mess, and we're in a lot of different directions, but we here at Trade Genius, here's our proof. We're doing really, really good for our people. So how do people get involved with what you're doing? And I would imagine time is of the essence.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to miss this opportunity. So you go to tradelikeingenius.com, and then you could. We went ahead for Dave for your your listeners. We put together some bundles. Uh, we already pre-discounted so that people can trade stocks. They could trade ETFs with us, or they could trade, and they could trade cryptocurrencies with us. Mm-hmm. It's a topic for another wow. show. That's terrific. Well, cryptocurrencies are going to do really well too. And then we provide trade signals for all of that. We provide um, um, chat rooms for all of that. And then, um, and then we have uh, courses and coaching if they want to buy those and have access to those databases and those libraries. So, so that's what we do in a nutshell. And uh, like I said, information and education. And all they have to do is sign up. They can, they can get monthly subscription. They get an annual subscription. And then we discounted the annual subscriptions for them where it just makes really good sense for them to take advantage of those and, and I think you'll find that once you come in, you're gonna make money nearly every day in the markets with us, just because we have historical data that tells us so. Well, I've been seeing
0: charts like what you've been showing right here. I've been seeing these reports for quite some time in the couple, three years that uh, we have been talking on air. There, there's consistency here, there's no question. And the fact that you've got a client that's willing to come out and put his name and email out here in public and said this is what I've done. I don't know what better testimony you could get. How do people get in contact with you? How do they consummate this?
1: Yeah, just go to www.tradelikegenius.com and uh, and just uh, you can hit chat up. You can you can call us. You can email us. Or you can just go on and sign up right away, and we explain all what's involved with all the services. And but you have to uh, react to it before the uh, before the end of the month. So we're we're just we're putting these specials up until the 28th of February.
0: Okay, so they have to react. Uh, In other words, it expires at what time? At midnight, what day?
1: Midnight, midnight Pacific time on the 28th, uh, which is Thursday night.
0: Okay, and we're at Tuesday right now. Okay, Uh, so they've got to act pretty quickly. Um, No question about it. Um, I I know how you do business, though. If they kind of overlap an hour or two and the order comes in because their time zone a little late, I know you've always honored that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. People people get there and it's
0: it's 12.01. No, no, you don't fail to complete the transaction. They'll work with you on something like that. They're just not going to honor it the following Wednesday. Um, Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I had someone tell me that. Dave, my computer went down and it was five minutes to midnight and I said they would have taken it. And they said, well, I tried, and it did go through. <laughs> so, so yeah, I already know you do that. Well, this is good stuff. Do they have to use a coupon code to get the discount that you're making available for our listeners?
1: No, because I did it for your listeners. So all they have to do is go out there and uh, and just select bundles one through six. Okay. And they just, they just select what they need.
0: Okay, let me make a note of that because I'll put that in the instructions I put out to bundles one through six. Well, this is such a great opportunity. Not only you come on here and kind of enlighten us as to what's going on and how to make these choices. What I like that you did here is you came out here and you kicked a mighty butt on how to get started doing this stuff. I, I really wasn't so much expecting all this detail. This was fantastic. Is there anything that we need to close with or have we about covered it?
1: No, I think we've about covered it. I think uh, very few times in your life you get opportunities like this, yeah. and I yeah. think it's I think it's in your best interest to take advantage of it.
0: I totally agree with you. Well, we've been speaking with Robert Kudla from Trade Genius Academy, and to access that information, you need to go to tradelikeagenius.com and choose bundles one through six, one of those, and uh, tell them that Dave Hodges sent you. Tell them you heard it here, and uh, they'll give you the royal treatment. Bob, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Dave, thanks for having me.